Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. We are here with Jennifer back on for your second appearance. Thank you so much for coming back on. Thank you so much for having me. I always love chatting with you. Yeah. Uh, You are in Australia. I'm in Hawaii. It's your winter time though, right? Uh, yes, yeah. yes, it is winter here. Yes, it's it's weird. You know, you're you're wearing not that people can see us. You're wearing like no sleeves, and I've got a jacket on. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hawaii's always technically hot, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, funny, isn't it? So you're on here because you have been noticing a lot of people want a little bit of information about how to handle pregnancy announcements. Um, I'm sure we both have a lot of very good stories how we found out um, about our friends and our family's um, beautiful miracles. What's probably your worst? What was your worst pregnancy announcement that you you dealt with? Oh, by far, I had a girlfriend who, all credit to her, fantastic. She rang me when she got pregnant. But the thing that hurt the most about that one was that she was single when my husband and I got married and we started trying for a baby on our honeymoon. So in the time that my husband and I had been struggling to get pregnant, she had not only found a man, but she was getting married and now she was pregnant. So that one really stung because it reiterated, you know, we always, always have this fear of, I am standing still and everyone is overtaking us or lapping us in the baby making state. Yeah, right. I I have exact a friend who um, he was completely single, <laughs> hurt his back, went into hospital, met his future wife. Uh, she was his like care nurse um, and she was three months pregnant at their wedding. And um, her and I actually became really good friends. I was bridesmaid um, in her wedding. But my ultimate worst one was a friend who um, actually tried to um, was trying for her second baby when I started trying um, and got pregnant very quickly. So I watched her and one of my other best friends, Bloom, have their babies. And um, I don't know, I want to say like three, four years later, she emailed me to tell me that she was pregnant with her third. And this is like, well, like a very good friend. And um, even in the email, she was like, I know you're not going to like this approach, but this is how I felt I had to do it. And I was kind of just like, surely you could just 
um, take my feelings in consideration over how you think you should present this information. Like just once, right? Like you're already going to break my heart. Um, but yeah, that one was probably the biggest kick in the teeth, but I haven't. But isn't it interesting, but it's interesting, isn't it? That some hurt more than others. And, and it's because of a, a whole raft of things. It depends on who it is you know if if we feel like someone has kind of struggled to get there it doesn't hurt as much because we feel that connection with them but if it's someone who wasn't even trying or is you know accidentally got pregnant or you know that hurts and also the way in which they do it as well like there is a way you know a a suggested way to announce as opposed to you know if you find out from someone else if you find out in a public situation where it's just thrown on you you know it's all of those things add up to be whether that that's something that you remember for the rest of your life because it really cuts deep yeah yeah it does and it I think it's it's um I mean obviously I mean we'll just cut to the core it's your mindset um, and where you're at when you receive the information, it, it literally has nothing to do with them. Um, and that's why mindset is so important during this time. But, um, and yeah, like, how do you educate your friends? Like, I wonder if there should be like a blog post of like, for like, when you're dealing with infertility, you print out this blog post and go, okay, friends, here's how I would like you to respond. <laughs> or tell me any news yeah Yeah, this is how you deal with me yes that's what I say to my clients as well you know if there are some people who by this stage on your journey I don't know about you but I could pick the people who were going to get pregnant next you know it was like this this superpower that I had by by then you know and if someone was not drinking at lunch I'd be oh yeah they're pregnant you know and and so I could really I could pick the people and so I always say to my client if you know someone whether it's brother or sister or sister-in-law or someone like that that you think is going to get pregnant very soon tell them how you'd like to find out and and I think it's really important to you know like for me I would rather find out by a text message even though it seems impersonal but I find that if someone calls me it puts me on the back foot I feel the pressure to respond straight away whereas a text message to me is you know it's telling you before you find out from anyone else and in that text message giving you permission not to respond straight away and understanding that this may hurt a little bit and that's okay yeah yeah exactly what's your best advice for um the whole lack feeling right so like when I feel like when you're dealing with infertility and you see all the pregnancies and then especially the ones that are close around you right that it takes away from you like it's it's not ever going to be your turn and that that should have been me or especially when you have a miscarriage you know the due date and like I have yeah certain kids in my life like my niece actually is a physical representation of how long our trying to conceive journey was um and I always look at her and go you know like I don't believe in if like that should have been me that shouldn't have been me and I'm glad it wasn't me (laughs) but 
what's your best advice when people are feeling that lack of like, that should have been me or that should have been mine type of feeling? Yeah. And it's really hard to separate it out, especially, you know, we're so used to comparing where we're at with, with everyone else. You know, look, I, I'm not of the type of person that goes, look at all of the things that you do have in your life. I mean, that's a really great exercise to do, but it still really invalidates your feelings. And I think it's really important to, to, to understand why it is that you you're feeling like that, why you're feeling the lack, why you're feeling hurt, why you're feeling upset, why you're feeling jealous. And it is always because of the path that we've been on. So working out an outlet so that you can actually and it's it's not pleasant looking at those feelings. It's not it's not pleasant experiencing them. But having that safe space to be able to sit down and go, you know what? This really sucks. And this is really hard. And actually giving yourself permission to not be happy at that point in time. And for me, a lot of the struggle is that the inside doesn't match the outside. You know, we're feeling, we're feeling really shitty. We're feeling all of these emotions. We're feeling upset. We're feeling devastated. We're feeling grief. We're feeling trauma, all of those different things that we've been through. But as soon as someone says to, to us, I'm pregnant, we feel the need to say, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. And already we've disregarded everything that we go through. So, so for me, you know, if someone's on that path, you know, and is feeling the lack, I know this is going to sound weird, but almost leaning into that, but then limiting the story that you tell, the whys around that. It is okay to feel all of those shitty emotions that you're feeling right now. But once you go that one step further into the suffering of this is because I'm not meant to be a mum. This is karma. This is because I did something wrong. This is a sign and all of those different things. I think that's where the real danger comes in. So, so allowing yourself to go down that path, but limiting the punishment and the suffering and the story around it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um, it's, it's healing right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to allow yourself to heal. And sometimes healing is just resting and being in the place. It's not, okay, I got to get up and write 20 different affirmations and, you know, do my yoga and my meditation. Sometimes it is just, I don't want to say having a pity party, but kind of right. Like in a good yes, way, 100%. like get the ice cream out, watch shitty TV. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. And when you give yourself permission to do that, you tend not to stay in that spot for very long yes. because we're trying to do, and I, I'm 100% like, I believe in the affirmations and the positivity and the things like that, but there is a place for both of them. And we need to allow that space for yes, positivity, being grateful, all of those different things, but we also have to leave room for the the grief and the and the unfairness of that we have to go through this yeah and um I think like you say once you start once you're on your kind of mental and emotional path anyways it's not linear right like it's up and down up and down but the more you go through those ups and downs the longer you stay down and I found with my journey um there was no mental and emotional work for the first like three to four years. I didn't know it was a thing, right? Mm. Like I didn't know it was connected to my fertility. 
Um, so there was a lot of down. And I think especially because I did have to watch my two best friends, literally their whole pregnancies. Cause we all, there was four of us that actually started trying to conceive at the same time. And my sister-in-law, um, I mean, this wasn't planned. It just was, we all kind of like, Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, but once I started the mindset stuff, when it did come time, I mean, and we're talking almost five years of never seeing a positive pregnancy test two failed IVFs. Um, my brother or my husband's brother's partner got pregnant and it was sheer relief for me to find out that she was pregnant because there was a lot of pressure on his side of the family to have a grandkid. There was none. And I was just like, I'm so grateful you guys are having a kid for them because at this point, I don't even, I didn't even know if I could do it. I didn't know. And I was like, I'm so glad that pressure is off of me. And yeah, yeah, the mindset just kept going and going. And um, it it was just easier. You handle things with a lot more grace, the more you work at um, validating your emotions, releasing your emotions, Mm -hmm. moving through them and acknowledging them. And then go like saying, okay, I let that go. There's no lack here. You know, like what is meant for me is coming. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we can't set the time and the date. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Doesn't work that way. But um, once you have that belief that it's coming for you, then Mm -hmm. you're just able to handle the, the announcements and the baby showers and give yourself permission not to show up right like oh 100 percent. you know why do we punish ourselves so much you know and and even on social media you don't want to see another pregnancy announcement do a detox get off social media even if it's just for a week you know and and it's really just mute them like if you if you don't want to like um piss anyone off just mute them they don't know that they're not you're not seeing their posts Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah for sure yeah, it's um, it's just one of the things you have to go through with infertility, right? There's like so many little things that you don't realize um, mm-hmm. that you're going to have to face. And I think um, once you, once you make those steps for yourself to um, have even have just like a little bit of belief, right? Like you don't Mm -hmm. even have to have like this, like earth shattering belief that I'm going to get pregnant. I feel like it's just like a little seed. Like the first thing I did was start saying when I get pregnant, not if I get pregnant. And that was like, that's like nothing, right? You think like that's, Mm -hmm. that's, how's that going to change anything? But I think Mm -hmm. it was just like that one little step that like snowballed. Yeah, and leaning into it and giving yourself permission. You don't have to feel hopeful and you don't have to feel that belief all of mm-hmm. the time, but as long as there are glimmers of it and as long as there's no guilt or punishment around the fact of I can't get to that utopia of opening my heart and having all of this belief because the truth is you've been through so much shit to yeah. get here that it is really hard to be hopeful and grateful and completely believe all of the time. But as long as there's that glimmer and 
you know, that's the thing that is going to spur you on. That's the thing that when you have the setback, when you get the negative pregnancy test, that's the thing that's going to get you back up and start putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, I am reading this book, um, How We Change. Um, Let me just see if I can look up the author. Um, Ross Ellenhorn. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how hope is what helps you get through failure. So you need both to change, right? So if you Mm -hmm. don't have the hope that there, that you can change or things can be different for you, then it never will be. The hope is what you hold on to. Um, there's a great quote. I don't have it in front of me. I'll pop it up on Instagram soon that I was like, everyone dealing with infertility needs to read this book. Like this is Mm. like speaking to the infertile person or the person dealing with fertility issues, really, let's say, because as you all know, I don't believe anyone's infertile unless you don't have a uterus and (laughs) the, 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 the women bits, you might need medical assistance to get there, but you're not infertile if you can carry a baby. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, we feel like we fail every month, right? Every mm-hmm. month we are failing. And it's the hope that brings us through and allows us to do the physical stuff you need to do here on earth. Um, yeah. Because let's just face it, most of us need to, whether that's mindset, lifestyle, diet, you have to do physical things on this earth to change your situation. You can't hope oh, your way through 100%. it, wish your yeah. way through it. So it is about taking action, you know, and I think one of those quotes that I love is, you know, as long as your hope is greater than your fear, Mm -hmm. that's what's going to get you through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, any what's your top tip then for making it through pregnancy announcements? Oh, top tip. Okay. Um, Okay, the most important thing, making sure that you know, and we all say it, making sure that you're looking after yourself and that you're doing the things to fill up your tank because our ability to receive bad news is so much harder when we are running on empty. So doing all of those things that give you joy, it doesn't have to be big monumental things. It's it's not about, you know, getting pedicures and things like that it's um and someone said to me the other day it's not it's not so much about self-care it's more about self-preservation so those Mm -hmm. things whether it's going for a walk in nature or reading a book or taking some time to binge watch some tv those things that fill you up filling up your your energy and your fuel tank um that is that really has an impact on your ability to receive the, the bad news the pregnancy announcements all of those different things yeah, you just handle everything with a little bit more grace, even, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the hardships, the lows of the lows of infertility, which yeah. pregnancy announcements are pretty low sometimes. It's the trigger. It's the trigger. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, can you tell the listeners where they can find you? 
Yes. So I, I love Instagram. So you can find me over on Instagram at Ms. Jennifer Robertson. Also over on my website, www.jenniferrobertson.co. I also have a support community for women who are pregnant after infertility and loss. And you can find me Instagram, same is Your Pregnancy Haven. And my website for that is yourpregnancyhaven.co. Cool. Lots of different places to find you then. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Uh- thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.